0: Hey everyone, I'm Johnny.
1: I'm Victoria. Welcome to Tasty Pages, a podcast from Cooking the Books.
0: Each week, we'll discuss a featured cookbook.
1: And we'll rank each book in a variety of categories, including food photography and styling, degree of difficulty, and of course, taste.
0: This week's featured cookbook
1: is... East by Mira Soda. Hey, Johnny.
0: Hey, Victoria. How are you? I... Oh. It's like a sauna in here.
1: It is. We're We're uh, we're kind of at the stage right now where um, we have not yet turned on our air conditioner and we're fighting it because we know that once we do, we just won't be able to stand living without it. How
0: do people that live near the equator deal with this? Oh my gosh, I don't know. We're in Chicago and it's like a heat wave here.
1: Yeah, it's like what, 90?
0: It's It's been hot for like a few weeks
1: but we've i mean i'm kind of proud of us we haven't given in i don't know what kind of point we're trying to prove <laughs> exactly uh maybe just, the
0: just the, stubbornly the point uh, of a
1: lower uh, electricity bill
0: yes <laughs> all right welcome to tasty pages a podcast from cooking the books episode 39 uh before we dive in let's get a few housekeeping things out of the way. Uh, If you go to our website, wecookbooks.com, you'll find all kinds of fun stuff there, including a store tab that will direct you to our amazon.com affiliate page. And if you're looking for a way to support what we do, you can make a purchase from one of our lists there, either uh, our favorite cookbooks or kitchen essentials for home cooks. And best of all, it doesn't cost you anything more. We get a little bit in return. It's a great way to Support the cause. Show the love. Yes. All right. Uh, hey, before we talk about uh, the usual stuff, <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to mention that we just watched this documentary on uh, Hulu called Donut King.
1: Oh, it was great. Yeah. And I had no idea. Like, this just, it was so informative and it blew my mind and I was like, huh.
0: What a fantastical story. Yes. Uh, Cambodian refugee, Ted Ngoi built a donut empire in California. He arrived here um, in the 70s um, you know right before the Khmer Rouge took over. So I, I learned some valuable history lessons. And then uh, he built this donut empire that he started with one shop.
1: He was while well, he was very smart about it because he got a job at a Winchell's because yeah. back then in the seventies Winchell's was the popular donut franchise. Yeah. Um. So he got all of his training.
0: Let someone else pay to train you.
1: Learn how to yeah get get paid to get trained. Yeah. Um. He learned how to run a store, and then he started opening up stores, and then. He's kind. He he really is. He's responsible for a lot of things. He's responsible for um, the influx of uh, the uh, takeover of like Cambodians owning uh, donut stores because he sponsored more than a hundred uh, Cambodian families to come over. I
0: was so unaware that what was it like ninety percent of donut shops, independent donut shops in. Uh... California are owned by Cambodian natives?
1: Yes, and he Isn't that crazy? yes, and he is also responsible for the pink donut box.
0: That's right. I forgot about that. Really fascinating. I mean, it 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 covers a lot of stuff and uh you'll you'll learn a lot as we did.
1: And it's kind of like a a rise and fall and kind of level out Oh yeah, story. It's
0: it's not all uh, it's not all roses and and rainbows. But there it was is. Like some, it, there was like some heavy stuff at the end. Yeah, but yeah. it was
1: super super informative. Yeah, agreed. And, and entertaining.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know what else? What we, else? We're we're going to start a segment called Johnny Don't Like It, and I'm just going <laughs> to complain about stuff. I, I think our readers would or our listeners would be oh, like really into that.
1: He's going to grump about something. Yep. Okay
0: stand back old white guy is gonna complain about something of course uh, you are these uh keto pages that seem to be everywhere on instagram but one observation is they all kind of have the same like format and layout and so like we get these keto pages that will that will uh, follow us and it's usually like keto number four and the letter u or something like that <laughs> and uh and they'll be like a combination of like memes before and after photos of people that uh, are on the keto diet and then like
1: inspirational quotes.
0: Oh yes. That too. And then like giant platters of meat, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, and then it'll say like eat healthy and then there'll be like a big plate of ribs.
1: (laughs) Well, a lot. And a lot of that stuff is like pretty much 98% of that crap is MLM based so, yeah, you know, for those of you who don't know what m. l. m it's a multi level multi level marketing scheme, which is just another name, a longer name for a pyramid scheme, okay, so I had no idea. yes,
0: well, it reminded me of like you know, like back in the nineties, all the the hip hop album covers that I swear they were designed by the one same person Oh, you and mean so, like all
1: the masterpieces yeah, so yes, I'd like...
0: They would either have a combination of uh, one or all, and it'd be like dogs on chains, luxury cars, stacks of cash, and then women in ill-fitting bikinis.
1: Yeah. And And so this is
0: kind of like the same thing, like memes before and after platters of meat.
1: But also for the uh, hip hop CDs, you can't forget the uh, colored plastic clamshell.
0: Yes. The the jewel case that, that they were packaged in, yeah, would, that had the like little that
1: had the little flip over lip on the yep. top.
0: Fancy. How would we get off on that tangent?
1: Because you needed to complain about something. Oh, that's right. All right. Well, <laughs> mission accomplished.
0: Uh, before we uh, discuss this book, let's talk about uh, what we just finished.
1: Uh, yeah, we just finished Everybody's Table by Gregory Gordet. Um I was. Pretty satisfied. Speaking with of the keto, book. <laughs> no, he doesn't do keto. You don't think? No, because
0: that that book, if you look it up on Amazon, showed up. Uh, it was like the number one book under keto. So either really? it got like miscategorized, or it's just secretly keto. Okay, I'd have to go through and look at all the recipes mm. to know if if because I'm I'm pretty sure it was like.
1: Pretty well, I, in that I keto like chart. I started reading. I'm started reading the introduction i'm like probably a quarter of the way into it i'm at like his life changing moment mm-hmm. um so i didn't read about like what i mean i know he's changed his life and everything yeah um also this is just a little thing i love how he does his dressings in this book because the you know most dressings the the traditional way of making a vinaigrette is like a three to one ratio. Um, and I tend to think that's too much oil and a lot of his dressings don't have any oil, which I love. Yeah. Good so.
0: observation. Well, we're gonna yeah I mean we're gonna have a whole episode about this mm-hmm. book because it was it was good and we really enjoyed it. And we just finished up that. So we're taking a little bit of a break before we start a new book to uh, TBD. Don't know what it is yet.
1: Yeah, We haven't decided yet.
0: Oh, you know what else we're working on is a a wonderful cocktail book called Death and Company. um, Named after, I believe there's a bar.
1: In Uh, New York, yes.
0: And so we've been kind of working our way through that over the course of a few weekends. So, uh, you know, work in progress on that.
1: I believe that may be the Death and Company that Lady Gaga is referring to in the song Speechless.
0: Oh, there you go. Fun fact, Mm -hmm. Lady Gaga trivia. (laughs) You would clean up at that.
1: I sure would. (laughs) All
0: right. Uh, What was that drink you made earlier?
1: Oh. the mug. Oh, it was, um, I made a really strong batch of uh, vanilla macaroon. Uh, It's the Tau tea. Is it the Tazo? Tazo tea. Mm -hmm. Um, The vanilla bean macaroon uh, flavor. And then I let it cool down. And then I, I sit down. And you don't then, want to
0: drink hot tea no. on this warm summer day?
1: Although I have been. We, we,
0: we, we ate soup like <laughs> we were, three we, times we, last week. We, Fucking hot soup. We
1: made the soup when it was like 90 degrees mm. out and it's 100 degrees. <laughs> Note to self, house. check
0: uh, weather forecast oh when menu gosh. planning. Um, that was brutal. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Oh, Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then there is... Uh, there's this Trader Joe's uh, Lavender Blueberry uh, Non-dairy drink I believe it's Almond milk I th- Made with <clears throat> I'm getting down In my voice um, I believe it's made With almond milk um, And then I put Just a little bit Of sweetener in there And it It was lovely mm-hmm.
0: It was sweating All over the counter though mm. If only they had Something That you could put Your drink on I know right To prevent right, uh, it from You can, know getting Your counter wet Can
1: you invent that please hmm. <laughs> 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 All
0: right. Hey, you want to talk about what's for dinner tonight? No. Yes you do. I sure do. All right.
1: Um we are we're doing some grilled short ribs. Uh they're flank and cut. Um kind of a Asianish um well basically uh Padma Lakshmi has her book Tangy Heart tangy hot tart sweet yes this is kind of i like base my recipe on hers but the, i use it as a jumping point but then i also wanted to um get rid of some stuff that we had hanging out like uh lemongrass
0: Yep, we're leaning into the pantry meals these yeah, days because so we had a lot of extra stuff on hand from this week of cooking
1: so that's what we're doing and then we're gonna do some See, I think it's funny when we have these short ribs because I kind of really don't care about the sides. I'm all about the short rib. Um, But for our sides, we're doing uh, crispy smashed potatoes. And then Johnny made a little batch of just like a quick pickle salad type thing with uh, what is it? Uh, Cucumber,
0: jalapeno and carrot. Yes. Nice quick pickle. I figured that was more just kind of as a, like a garnish component for the meat, I, you know, trying to create the illusion of eating healthy. But you know, if you believe those keto pages that keep following us, you can eat a big platter of ribs, no problem.
1: Okay, and putting butter in your <laughs> coffee—what? Like, is that,
0: is that a keto thing? Yes.
1: Oh yeah any kind of diet where where you like completely exclude a food group unless it's something that you are allergic to or yes have an intolerance for but I just I just think uh, um, completely eliminating we did
0: keto years ago before it was all um, the rage we did paleo you're right yes never mind <laughs> don't listen to me
1: no um, yeah so I just kind of think it's bullshit
0: but you know hey you do you
1: right i'm i'm not gonna tell you how to eat well actually i am (laughs) (laughs) i'm such a snot Okay, okay so
0: uh show topic for this week Uh, We put this out to social media and we got some great responses. Favorite special occasion meal. So this would be, you know, something that you'd celebrate like maybe a birthday, an anniversary, this time of year, maybe like graduation.
1: Fourth of July. Yeah,
0: lots of stuff coming up. And we got some great answers. Um, You want me to start? Yeah. All right. So uh, Deepak Eel, I believe it is, uh, said South Indian non-veggie tali. Which is uh you know what that is mm. it's like a round platter that you serve various little dishes on okay so you i I yeah, know oh you've yeah, seen yeah. them and and so uh it's it's you know like a south asian mm-hmm. slash indian kind of uh, tradition, and it's it's often you know for like ceremonial or mm-hmm. celebratory meals, so that was a good one all right um
1: uh, Maxwell Gregory, uh, twenty eighteen, said Fourth of July, uh, great summer food and fireworks. Yeah,
0: Fourth of July is definitely a good celebratory uh, gathering for people, and usually involves lots of food,
1: lots of grilling.
0: Yes, uh, and then uh, at Rosenhage Cafe, said uh, seafood because I'm afraid to cook it at home, and I want to leave it to the pros.
1: Don't uh, be afraid of the seafood. Well, I totally get that. I get. You can do it. I, get I have him. faith in you. <laughs> and plus, like, sometimes it just kind of smells up your house. And I not in it. the great way. I get it. There's just that lingering. I think we've
0: kind of fully embraced seafood at this point. Yeah. Open a window. Don't be afraid. <laughs> you can do it. All right. And we then, ha- yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: right? Yeah, you can do it. We have faith in you.
0: You want to read the last one?
1: Oh, yes. Um, uh, Gamul Holland said, this is really sweet. It is. Um, We remember my dad on his birthday with pan fried chicken piccata and cheesecake.
0: I'm assuming the cheesecake's not pan fried. No. (laughs) Just the the chicken piccata. That
1: That sounds sounds delicious. Yeah. And a a
0: fitting tribute.
1: That is so sweet.
0: Nice. Want to move on to our picks?
1: Sure. Go ahead.
0: Um, this was a tough one for, for us personally. I don't want to speak for you, I guess. But for me, because we we rarely eat out, especially coming out of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I was to, you know, try and put myself in that, you know, going out and celebrating mindset, I would say maybe sushi. Mm-hmm. Because that's not something I really make at home. Mm-hmm. Um or something like Fogo de Chao, which is like the Argentinian steakhouse, oh,
1: and uh, meat wave. You know,
0: when you want to like turn the gluttony level up to one hundred, that's the way to do it, right? Um, otherwise, you know, to be honest, I would much rather go out for fancy cocktails
1: mm-hmm. than I totally something agree with like,
0: you. Uh, I'm, you know, we've talked about this before, but I'm not really keen on like a big steak dinner or something yeah. like that. That's just not my jam. Just not my preference. And so, uh, you know, we'll do it occasionally at home, but I don't think I'd be down for like going to a really expensive steakhouse and mm-hmm. dropping a few hundred bucks on a, on a meal because it, it just doesn't do anything for me. Right. But fancy cocktails, that'd be awesome. Yes, please. So what'd you have?
1: Okay. So if we're going out to celebrate something, um, Generally, I'll order something that I wouldn't make at home or do at home, like oysters. I think oysters just make a big mess, and I shucking oysters, I just... You might cut your hand open I, if you're me. <laughs> yes. I've done it. Um, or something like escargot. Um or even fried chicken. We make fried chicken at home. I prefer not to. Yeah. I'd rather leave it to somebody else.
0: It's funny that you mentioned escargot because we, we used to go to Maud's liquor mm-hmm. bar here in Chicago, oh. which is kind of like a casual French bistro kind of thing. Really good cocktails. And they have an escargot dish that I know we've we've enjoyed a mm-hmm. few different times. And, and that was another thing that popped into my head. So...
1: And if we're If we are eating at home um, I think we tend to go for Well I prefer doing something That we don't do a lot That's more on the expensive side Like duck or lamb Or we also tend to Like uh, every Thanksgiving We'll do an epic cheese and charcuterie board Right So Yeah that's There you go But no we don't go out a lot Yeah
0: nor does anyone lately, but it's it's it's
1: it's well actually it's now they there. are and it's apparently they're being total assholes to be nice to service staff yeah. people.
0: Well, they're short staffed most likely because, because
1: uh, restaurants don't want to pay a living wage. Right.
0: So be nice. Ooh, that's
1: another topic. <laughs> All
0: right, well, uh, East Mirasota. This is uh, the subtitle of the book says "120 Vegan and Vegetarian Recipes from Bangalore to Beijing." Mm-hmm. So, I believe she's Indian, correct? Mm-hmm. And uh, she kind of collected a bunch of you know plant-based recipes from kind of all points, all you know, Asia, mm-hmm. India. Uh, but the the common thread being that they're all kind of like plant-based um what else can we say about this
1: um they're also kind of they're a lot of it is really easy quick dinners yes um yeah
0: and that was one thing i mentioned that we'll that we'll discuss in a second but you know this is not the book where she's going to instruct you on making your own kimchi right or your own paneer or something. Yes. So she doesn't shy away from, you know, and even things like canned chickpeas instead of fresh. Mm-hmm. And and so the focus is on I guess, you know, vegetables but sensible about it, like no no crazy ingredients. But also, practically, you know, you could make most of these dishes on a weeknight or something when you don't have a lot of time. So. And
1: I feel like a lot of the ingredients is stuff that people would have yes. in their pantry.
0: Yes. So very mindful of that. So whether you practice a completely meat-free diet or just want a break from the steak see what i did there
1: (laughs) i I think you trademarked that i should all right
0: uh but we we definitely enjoyed this book you want to mention what we made and then we'll circle back and uh
1: yeah dive into it deeper we made quite a few things from this book we did i think this was
0: a seven seven recipe book
1: yeah um we did mushroom bao Mm. uh, a white miso ramen with tofu and asparagus um there was a leek mushroom and kale sub g then we did a spring palau with asparagus, fennel, and peas. Uh, chili tofu. And then there were sini sambal buns. And then we ended with the uh, kung pao cauliflower.
0: And I enjoyed all of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to start with the mushroom bao? Yes. So <laughs> if you saw this photo on our Instagram feed, you'll you'll agree that these were not going to win any beauty contests.
1: I mean, I could not get them smooth.
0: Well, th- this w- you saved the day because we did two attempts at it. And, yes, and, and yours y- turned out.
1: I don't understand what this uh, like. Uh, Bow buns seem to have some kind of
0: curse. Curse for
1: you for you <laughs> because this is the second time. You guys should have saw the first attempt that he made. We we tried to make them from another book, and they were they were. Um, really flat they were very small they did not raise at all and we couldn't even
0: use them for pillows or anything we
1: steamed them in the air fryer and johnny was just like yeah just let them go a little bit longer maybe they'll puff up a little bit so we, we ended up these brown little it was terrible but Leave adding, it to
0: Victoria to save the day. But
1: I came in and and I think I think when you did the that first batch, I think we like redid them the next night.
0: I believe you're right. Yeah.
1: Um, and so the
0: rats in the alley behind the behind our house ate well that uh, night. Yeah. Some non-rising
1: <laughs> bow buns. Um, anyway, uh, back on topic. So, yeah, I. Made the second batch of bao buns. They were lovely and fluffy and very pillowy. So there's your pillow, Balmer. Um, and the filling was just a really nice mushroom filling. And it had... Uh, there was s-
0: pickled cucumber in there, too. Yep,
1: uh, and there was like a little sauce of like uh, soy, peanut butter, garlic. Um,
0: this was like street food at its finest. Yeah, Taste, and taste and a the little few bites we had leftover buns, correct? Mm-hmm. Because because you know you can freeze these mm-hmm. and then and then reheat them later on. And what
1: did we? I know we. What did we fill those with? Do you remember
0: Twinkie filling? No, oh, I don't remember. Huh. I don't remember. But I know we enjoyed them for for lunch. It was probably with something that we had kicking around the fridge.
1: I feel like maybe time. it was like leftover short rib or something. Could be. Who knows?
0: They were good. You want to talk about this white miso ramen?
1: No, you talk about it.
0: So it, it uh, I, normally the miso that we keep in the fridge is like a darker one or like a red one. Mm. And then this this was a white one.
1: We have a white. We've had a white and a red in there for forever. We,
0: we have it now because we made the white miso ramen. No,
1: we've had <laughs> a white and a red in there for How forever. How did that get there? It's been there. <laughs>
0: Who put that there? (laughs) We did. Uh, Kind of a daunting ingredient list, but it's all pretty quick work because it goes in the Vitamix Mm -hmm. and gets blended up into a silky rich white broth. Um, And then asparagus, edamame, and tofu get kind of rested on top of everything. Um, One thing to note is that uh, even though the recipe calls for ramen noodles... The companion photo appeared to have like some thicker noodles of some kind, like some soba noodles Mm -hmm. or something. Not uncommon for recipes. We run into that a lot.
1: Yeah, Um, It's
0: like the photos were taken at a different time or the recipe was maybe revised after the photo was taken or something. But uh, just an observation. Right. We made it work. Mm -hmm. It was delicious.
1: Well... Actually, I didn't love this one. You didn't? I didn't. No, I didn't. Was
0: it like a texture thing? Um, it was a
1: texture thing. I didn't. It was something about the way it smelled. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. And I know that you like because we had leftovers of it. And I know that you really enjoyed the leftovers. But I'll eat anything
0: for lunch the next day. Whatever is in there. Yeah. Give it to me. Yeah. I'll, I'll take one for the team.
1: But this one I don't I don't know. I didn't love it. Okay. Good to know. It um, wasn't horrible, but
0: you want to talk the leek mushroom and kale subji Uh
1: sure. It was
0: described as kind of an Indian stir fry, which I think is, is appropriate.
1: Uh yeah, it was just basically uh onion, garlic, leek, mushrooms, kale and kale and peas. And then it, uh, it was spiced with turmeric and mustard seeds and it, it, yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's a stir fry. Great
0: way to make use of leftovers too, which the recipe kind of mentions and they use the term fridge bingo, which Mm. I love. (laughs) But, uh, you know, so you, you're given a lot of options depending on what you have on hand. Um, but the bottom line is it's all going to be good and it's a one pan meal. right Perfect. Um, spring pilau with asparagus, fennel, and pea. What great combinations of flavors well,
1: you know what's funny, and I was thinking about this is we don't we really don't eat a lot of rice based dishes
0: we don't although we i feel like we do that more now because a lot of the books that we've been mm-hmm. working through have been like asian ones and and so or middle Eastern or you know yeah so little bit more rice in the menu these days,
1: right? But it's uh, but before, like w- I would never be like, let's make, you know, let's go make something with rice. I don't think we really ever kept. I, I think, tell you, if
0: you're if you're feeding a large crowd, it's a great way to stretch yeah. a dish.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we used to just have jasmine rice and mm-hmm. have it as a side for something. But um anyhow, <laughs> I'm kind of going off, but this. This was good. It, beautiful. It's yep. nice and green. It's got um, fennel and asparagus and peas and it's lovely and herbaceous. It's got mint and dill.
0: Fresh and fragrant. Mm-hmm. That's what I wrote.
1: Um, yeah. So.
0: Let's talk chili. T- chili tofu. Okay. It was a clever twist on a chili paneer. Mm-hmm. Um, but paneer is replaced with some fried tofu that's coated in garlic, chilies, tomato, soy, and sugar. Sounds lovely. It yeah. was lovely. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, it's a standard chili tofu. Yeah.
0: And then what did, what did we serve that with? I don't recall because it says you can serve it with like some leafy greens. Oh, uh, we did it with rice. Bread. Yeah. Yeah. More rice. I ain't mad at that. No.
1: You want uh, to talk uh, and,
0: Sambal buns?
1: Yeah, the Sini Sambal buns. Uh, these are, they're buns that have an onion chutney in the middle and the buns are flavored with coconut milk. Um,
0: kind of like some, at least in the Western world, like some autumnal spices because it had like cinnamon and clove. Um, mm-hmm. So they have like that kind of flavor going on.
1: I felt like the filling to bread ratio, I wanted more filling. Yes. Um, and then I also feel like we could have let them go in the oven like two minutes longer. Yes. Um, Agreed.
0: But not a bad first attempt.
1: Yes. And b- word to the wise, reheat them in the, because you probably will have leftovers, they're better reheated in the microwave than the oven. Correct. They, they get they get dry. Because we, we tried both methods. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right.
0: And then we finished up with a Kung Pao cauliflower. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything to say about that. I mean, it was, it, you know, everyone's familiar with Kung Pao, you know, in its various forms, chicken mm-hmm. and whatnot. And this was just like a a vegetarian riff on it. And mm-hmm. it was delicious. So if that's your jam, you would appreciate this. Sure. All right. Um, before we move on to our rankings, let's go to the most critical Amazon reviews. And I found a couple of them that I thought were were worth noting. Um, you want to start with the, the first one? Sure. You want to do like some kind of an accent? Oh, like I an know. Australian accent or something? <laughs> no.
1: No. <laughs> Nobody wants to All hear right. that. Okay. Um, this is from Michelle F. She gave it two out of five stars disappointing. Oh, I've no. made I've made two recipes so far. One I had to throw out because it was so disgusting.
0: Whoa.
1: Oh, it's the ramen with the soy milk broth.
0: We didn't make that.
1: I think maybe she's talking about the miso. You think? Yeah. I think.
0: Maybe you're projecting. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on.
1: Okay. Um and the other my kids refused to eat. Too many obscure ingredients. What?
0: I take issue with that.
1: Not worth it.
0: No, because I, I when I was doing my uh, my intensive show prep that mm, I do mm-hmm. for every podcast episode that we record, I was actually looking back through that book and and just looking at the recipes to f- refresh my memory. And I was actually kind of impressed that she managed to take you know these recipes and adapt them so that, with with uh, being considerate of like sourcing ingredients and stuff. So there was like nothing in there that I thought would have been like if you have access to like a
1: decent. I feel like if you had store. a basic spice rack, you know, yes. like one of those like those gifts that someone will give you if when they know you're into cooking, you that get has like cumin, ginger yes yeah turmeric yeah it's like it's those spices
0: Zatar might be a little exotic it to might be, be included in that spice rack. yes but i get your point mm-hmm. um yeah so uh, michelle f didn't like it and then this one comes from chris and he also gave it a two out of five stars and he said uh i'm gonna do my australian accent
1: no no <laughs> no come on okay not the best <laughs> vegan cookbook pick something
0: else <laughs> It's okay, but there are far better vegan recipe books available on Amazon. I find her recipes to be a bit bland and pedestrian.
1: Okay, mm. so one uh, person thinks it's exotic. Bryant-Terry,
0: Vegetable Kingdom. Pick it up. That's That's not pedestrian or bland.
1: Oh, yes. There, so there you, you go. go.
0: Maybe that's what he was hoping for.
1: Not everything has to be like, you know,
0: sprinkling stuff with plantain dust. Right. Although it's delicious, but... <laughs> All right. Well, he didn't like it either. Okay. Let's let's see how our rankings fared right. with this. Uh, food photography and styling. Go ahead. Uh, I give it a four. Mm-hmm. The photos within the pages are uh, simple and clean. Most uh, feature the completed dish shot overhead with no utensils or linens, just like a real simple backdrop and like a really interesting uh, dish or plate. Mm-hmm. Um no complaints Mm
1: -hmm. yeah okay what'd you have uh i gave it a 3.5 um to me it didn't seem like there i mean it didn't seem like there was any kind of strong aesthetic or anything which not not everyone has like an aesthetic um there's very little food styling for the photos it like you said it's like the food in a vessel like plate bowl pan what have you right and i was i was like really surprised at the lack of utensils yeah but
0: and linens yeah
1: um and the photos were beautiful vibrant they were shot from above yeah um but nothing special yeah. I don't know. They were gorgeous, but. Yeah. Um, and then also there were illustrations at the beginning of each chapter, which mm-hmm. were really cute. Um, and uh, yeah.
0: Probably the same person that did the book cover, I would uh, imagine. Yes. Right?
1: Uh, her name is. Let me look it up. I'm sorry. Look I was going to write it down. Well, um, w- the illustrations are by Monica Forsberg and the photography is by David Loftus. There you go.
0: And then uh, this kind of ties into the next uh, next ranking, which is design and layout. What'd you have for that?
1: I gave it a four. Okay. Um, There's not a lot of extra stuff in the book. Um, It's broken down into eight sections. The recipes are broken down into eight sections, and then there's um, also a section that is strictly vegan. Uh, Or there's like a highlighted section that is like strictly vegan or vegan um, optional, which is where it's just a compilation of different recipes. And she's got a section of her favorites. And then there is a seasonal section.
0: Right. Um, Most of these recipes, I think, could easily be adapted to be vegan mm -hmm. if they're not already. Uh, Yes. With very little substitution.
1: I agree. Yeah. yeah, like there, it, it, there's um, a recipe, a photo, a short introduction. Yep. It's just cleanly laid out. Um yeah. So, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, like you said, not a lot of additional material. It just kind of jumps into the recipes. I believe there's a, over 120 of them. Um, there's an alternative content section that's categorized by theme. So it'd be like... Seasonal. That's what I was just talking about. Yeah. And then like quick dinners, picnics, if you wanted to go on a picnic Mm -hmm. and make something. Um, Mira's favorites. So she has a little short list of her favorites from the book. Um, What else? The recipe format's pretty clean and easy to navigate with the recipes mostly just taking up one page. Um, There was a helpful section about like noodles and the different types and Mm -hmm. preparation, as well as tofu and rice. Mm -hmm. how to shop for it how to prepare all that stuff and then um there was a nice section toward the end that was for uh, like additional reading so it had like recommended books that i thought was that was nice and i wish more people did that because it kind of gives you a glimpse into maybe what their influences or Mm -hmm. inspiration is and then i mentioned the the illustrations from monica forsberg so no complaints with that i thought it was a nice clean layout uh I give it a four. Did okay. I mention that? Yeah,
1: no, you didn't. Okay, four. We're <laughs> on the same page.
0: All right, and then uh, degree of difficulty.
1: I gave it a 2.5. Okay. Uh, yeah, there. with the exception of the bow buns, there was nothing that was troubling. <laughs> um, I suppose I could give it a two because it actually, everything was really easy. Yeah. So, yeah, two. All right,
0: that's what I gave it. Okay. Yeah, uh, the book doesn't really instruct you to make... Things like like I said earlier, like kimchi or paneer, like it just you know you it, just you just allows, go buy some.
1: Yeah, it allows you to take shortcuts. Yeah, You're so not you know there would overnight. be
0: books, you know, and we've worked on on ones like that where you know everything possible is made from scratch. This is not one of those books, so don't be intimidated by you know some of the ingredients that are within there because uh, chances are it's going to be store bought. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's definitely a focus on convenience, which I can appreciate. Um, And I think, you know, for someone that maybe is vegan or vegetarian or maybe they're considering it, um, but they want to, like, expand their options and build up their repertoire, this is a perfect book. I
1: completely agree. Yeah. And it's a a really, uh, it's a great way to kind of learn to cook.
0: Move beyond the grilled cheese sandwich. Yes.
1: (laughs) To cook really healthy, nice, vibrant vegetarian food. And And like you said, it is a great way to kind of dip your toe in the vegan pond mm-hmm.
0: all right and then the last category is taste what'd you have for that
1: i gave it a 3.75 <laughs> <laughs> <What? laughs>
0: see this is like the gymnast in you like i know right up with all these i'm i'm deducting
1: tenths and whatnot um the the f- for the recipes, I felt like uh the measurements for seasoning and whatever were bang on. Everything tasted great. There wasn't a lot of having to adjust the amounts, mm-hmm. which amen, I think it's great. But there were just some things that I w- was unimpressed by. Like yeah. the filling for the buns, I was just like, "Eh." Yeah. You know, um And the miso soup, I was just like, "Eh," it didn't knock my socks off. Yeah. But I didn't, I wasn't grossed out or I didn't hate it. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I gave it a five. Wow. Yeah, I mean,
0: I I feel like this book overall is like flavors that we kind of gravitate to. So we, we do a lot of, I would call this like at its core kind of like asian inspired flavors with some indian stuff as well kind of like a, a hybrid of that mm-hmm. would you agree mm-hmm. yeah and uh and i think that kind of resonates with us and like how we eat you know we 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 definitely seem to do a lot of like asian and, and like middle eastern things yeah just
1: the whole swath of where this book covers mm-hmm. with, it's all the flavors that we're into yeah
0: so I, I didn't really have any complaints with with the dishes we made. And, you know, there was some things I liked better than than others, like you said. But, uh, you know, there was nothing that was inedible once we got those bao buns perfected.
1: <laughs> thanks to you. Well, I do what I can. All right. All right. So if you enjoyed the show, please rank, interview it. Um, follow us on social media at we underscore cook underscore books. That's our Instagram. And... Uh, our facebook is at we Cook Books. and hey johnny guess what time it is
0: i know what time it is i've been i've been waiting for this all week all right all right uh so last night i watched this documentary on mushrooms
1: mm-hmm. from now
0: on that's how i'm watching all documentaries
1: <laughs> i'm with you <ya. laughs> all right
0: thanks for listening everyone have a fantastic week
1: Thank you.